Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the Music that strikes an emotional nerve is always my cup of tea, whether that emotion is fueled by the production or the vocals. In the case of the album Incorruptible Saints, we don't have to choose though, because the emotional impact is supplied in equal parts through the rhymes and the instrumentals. Honest introspection in the lyrics come from Nebraska rapper Sleep Sinatra, which were placed atop gorgeous, warm, abstract soundscapes created by Portland producer Televangel, formerly known as Young God, and as one half of the critically acclaimed production duo Blue Sky Black Death. Televangel's creative musical brushstrokes did wonders to bring out Sleep Sinatra's thoughtful perspective and vulnerability. These two joined forces to make music that truly does its beautiful artwork justice, and they are here today to dig into the making of Incorruptible Saints in the latest installment of the Album Alchemy series. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. Sleep Sinatra, Televangel, how are you guys doing today? Good, man. Thanks for having us. This album's crazy. Really dope. Been on a, been constantly in my rotation since uh, since I first got my hands on it. And I just feel it's dope. And I think the reception has been great. And that's always really nice to see. A, a big theme has been largely that this is like sleep. This is like your best project so far, or at least like one of your best projects. I don't think I've heard anybody who's been saying that or fans otherwise that this is a kind of a disappointment. I think everybody's been very impressed with both you guys just stepping up your games. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's been the general consensus that I've I've heard so far. And I really feel like that, you know what I'm saying, myself, uh, like I was saying before we hopped on, I listened to this project more than any other project I released recently. And that's something I don't usually do, you know. Um one of my own worst critics so that's you know i think that uh the feedback is speaking for itself man i'm really proud of this project yeah I mean, that's what i always set out to do if i'm collaborating like okay i want to make it their best projects it's my only like really competitive side of myself i mean competing with myself but like yeah i mean i always try to like i want to i want to make the most special album that they've they've done and and Sleep has such a crazy catalog, so I mean, I don't, I, I, I know I had a lot to go up against, but uh, yeah, I think it, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Five from the summit, live how we run it. Triumph over lifetimes and struggle overcoming. Where young niggas lose hope and get to soul hunting. In these times of survival, you better hold something. Five from the summit, live how we run it. Triumph over lifetimes and struggle overcoming. Where young niggas lose hope and get to soul hunting. In these times of survival, you better hold something. Now let's start with how this connection 
first form. Something that also was informed to me off camera is that this is the first time you guys are seeing each other. Yeah. Which is yeah, the second was... time on the RMPP yeah. in the last like two, three weeks. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm curious to know like how this how you guys kind of got on each other's radars and what kind of inspired the collaboration. So I think we can start with you, Sleep. You've linked yeah. up with as Televangel was just saying, with many other great producers and pr- pr- create some great work uh on full-length projects, especially, you know, like August Fanon, Ed Glorious to to name a few. So what captivated you about Televangel and how he approaches production that entice you to work with him? Um, well, yeah, thank you for that, first of all, man. And you know, um, I've been aware of Blue Sky Black Death for years and years. Um, something that I discussed with Televangel a while back is, you know, there was a point in time I was living in kind of like a bad neighborhood and was still hustling. I just had my first child and uh, the there was a joint by Gene Gray produced by Blue Sky Black Death called Away With You that was in constant rotation um, at that point in time. I also remember around that time period, uh, I was a part of a hip hop group with a couple local cats and, you know, regular lab freestyle sessions, you know what I'm saying? Something that would be a constant rotation was the instrumentals from that Holocaust project from back then. So, I mean, like, definitely has always been a huge inspiration sonically, you know what I mean? It was always like a a benchmarker to be able to collaborate in some way, shape or form. So, you know, 10, 10 or so years later down the road for us to be able to connect through really, I mean, I would say like degree of separation, basically, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think AJ Sway might've been a big factor in us combining forces. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's heavy for me, man. This is definitely a hallmark in my career. Something that I hold really special to me. Yeah, I think it was definitely like I've I've been seeing Sleep's name around for a few years, you know, like hadn't like really delved into his work, but definitely like was in my my periphery. And uh, it was definitely AJ, though. You know, I saw you guys collaborating a lot. And since AJ and I were like working on stuff and uh, so I started to delve in. I was like, man, like love Sleep's voice Um, is like, you know, introspective, reflective sort of lyrics um so i don't yeah i don't i'm trying to think when we actually like started talking about doing doing work but uh i guess it was reaching out reaching out for the milk project too yeah Um, yeah i want to say it was like off the tail end of just doing shadow self with oblib that we had started talking about doing something i think that's when like you say you reached out about the milk project and then from there we just started developing man i want to say it was somewhere around there though yeah 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 i think it was yeah post asking for that and i started sending you some packs and like you you had been releasing stuff in the meantime but you're kind of uh it was on the back burner for both of us but like it started started slowly simmering and like yeah yeah about halfway through we're like okay we can do full full on project yeah it was just a different vibe man you know you were providing that palette that like just a really, and I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this later on too, but the production style that you were providing for me just allowed me to be a lot more free um, and not really feel so confined within spaces that I guess certain like other types of production or styles of production would kind of box you into. So, I mean, it was just like, it's kind of automatic, man. You know, I would want to write to your beats before anybody else once I got like focused into that pocket. That's how I knew. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. 
And let's get into that musical palette a bit. So uh, for those that aren't aware, myself and uh, Televangel, we did collaborate on something in the past on as a written piece, which I don't do these anymore, but they briefly short-lived thing called Three Keys on the website for the podcast. And that was, we had a really dope write-up uh, where I got some thoughts from both Televangel and Suede for Metatron's Cube. And so one of the things you said in that, piece that I found so interesting and I feel like it's been a pretty consistent like element of your musical philosophy let's say is that you were aiming for a clean dirtiness is the words you put it and I think how you said it's like I wanted it very warm and the drums to be thick but not overpowering highs turned down a bit and I think that's been a on the milk project on this project I really love that and I feel like that's like just a trademark that I start I'm starting to associate with you uh, but on this album with Sleep, it definitely isn't the same thing because I feel like there's a particular emphasis on a lot of sweet ear candy, a lot of like prettier elements, like ethereal. I mean, like it kind of sounds like this beautiful album cover from uh, Big Flowers here with the pink and all those beautiful colors. Um, so, yeah, how would you describe the palette of music that you were trying to create for Sleep specifically on this record? Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. Like I, I, um, I definitely have sort of developed sort of, I guess, like a this style that that came off the heels of Metatron's Cube. But I, I'm still every album. I'm like, okay, it's got to be a little bit different. I'll, I don't want every album even necessarily mixed the same way. Like I mix suede a certain way because that's kind of what we've agreed upon. But like um, with this. I, de- I was actually cranking up the dirtiest dirtiness a little bit more than I do. But yeah, I also wanted some more melodic elements because a lot of Sleep's music is very like the beats he's rap on that I've heard at least are like relatively minimal. And, you know, you got like just bra, like dirty boom bap drums. I was like, okay, I want to hear him something like a little more melodic. So I feel like his rich voice is like, can really work over anything. So like, I can make my music a lot more emotive. I can make it dark. I was definitely really leaning into more of the jazz influence that I've had, um, just because I feel like his voice really lends itself well to that. But also I wanted to hear him on some like kind of dark stuff like we did on Widow's Peak. But yeah, I was going for just like, well, something that's always stuck with me is like, sorry to bring up Suede again, but yeah, he's like, Televangel one man rock man and I, I kind of like once he said it, I was like yeah that's kind of like what I'm going for I want my music to sound like a, like a band almost and I, I don't want people to know where the sample and the live instrumentation ends and begins mm-hmm. uh, I, I want it to be kind of seamless and um, that's kind of been my goal with with producing lately is like uh I got a lot of live keys, you know, playing a lot on on the keyboard and I'm I'm trying to like, but I'm trying to produce sort of a, an older sound that, yeah, you just think it's a sample, but it's not necessarily, and I don't want, I want people to be able to, um, or I don't want them to be able to guess which is which. I do feel like there's this vintage quality to your, to your production. I definitely hear that, Uh, but it's like vintage and, I don't want to say it. It's like vintage and like aesthetic, but it's not vintage in terms of how it sounds because of all the modern techniques you put on it. With like, yeah, I don't know. I you're the producer. I don't know what you're actually doing, but like, 
you get, yeah. you get my point like it's it's a really cool mix i think no spot on yeah no that, I, I glad you're picking up on that that's definitely what i'm going for and and, and it, a lot of what determines where i go sonically is like oh i'll get like a new piece of gear like some new software that i'm kind of experimenting with on this album so it sounds slightly different than the last album so, but yeah so you, you'll hear like a lot of keys and um different type of different type of percussive instruments on this album that that i was using and having fun with but you know like sleep like again like sleep's voice and the, the type of stuff he raps about i feel like i can almost go like in any direction and it just sounds good like that, that's kind of how i feel um on the rhyming aspect of it too you know what i'm saying again like i was saying how you just really opened up a lot of room for expression and the emotive aspect that you were speaking on definitely translated to me sonically and is what made me uh, kind of trim the fat, you know what I'm saying, lyrically and get to just a more direct approach with what I'm saying, you know what I mean? And just worked excellently, man. Um, you know, shit was seamless. Yeah, let's let's get into that a bit more. So you you've always been a relatively introspective artist. I think that was one of the first takeaways I took from your music whenever I, I really tapped in, I think in like 20, 2021, you know, you got this great line, for example, like that has stuck with me on canonized. You say only demons are self-worth and words. They, they own devils. Like just saying yeah. that you're your own devil, like, damn, yeah. like, like your self doubt is like, that's, that one really resonated and there's so many lines like that where I'm just, I get really sucker punched in the face with something that's pretty profound. And so talk to me first about the kind of lyrical ground you were trying to cover on this album and the purpose behind that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that bar alone, it's a, it's, I feel like that's a pretty good example of where I was trying to go lyrically with this. Um, you know, we're our own worst enemies more often than not, you know what I'm saying? As far as deciphering that bar goes. But yeah, like I was speaking about the emotive aspect that Televangel brought with the production. It allowed me to be vulnerable in a sense that was more direct instead of feeling the need to uh, overly complicate things. Not saying I do that necessarily, but uh, sometimes you want to be more esoteric with the way that you're going about saying things, depending on the production and everything that uh, Televangel said. And I want to say a, a big part of this too is in the post-production. Like he absolutely bodied the post-production. Some of these joints didn't sound the same at all from when I had sent him my demos back to the what you hear on the final version. And you know that really brought a different level of feeling too. Um, I don't know, man. It just made me want to break out of my shell even more and, uh, you know, give bits of me that were more transparent, but in a way that was a little bit more attainable than my uh, my previous work, if that makes sense. Like for the intro, the intro joint, for example, you know what I'm saying? I want to say that's maybe one of the first songs that I wrote. And yeah, I think uh, that was the first one for sure you sent yeah. me back. Yeah. yeah. And I was really in the mode, you know what I'm saying, when I was writing that and uh, was going through some things at that time that made me think about legacy and made me think about, um, you know, what I had established up until this point 
And, you know, the fact that I'm writing to a televangel will be, you know what I mean, 10 years ago, like I said, I was uh, bumping Blue Sky, Black Death, and just hoping for that opportunity at some point. So it was really at a very introspective point of uh, thinking, and I wanted to translate that as clearly as I could throughout this album. And also, you know, there's, okay, for example, like with Zod, writing Zod, I just wanted to push my pen, you know what I'm saying? When you are working with cats that you always wanted to work with, you know, Televangel and Obliv, uh, people of that caliber, I want to make sure that like, I'm I'm going all out and I'm, you're going to get 120% for my pen, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like I kind of had a point to prove I don't remember exactly where I was at mentally with that, but I was a little bit, I was a little bit perturbed about something when I was frightened that. And I remember I hit Televangel like now I'm super caffeinated and hype. Just check this out <laughs> and sent, sent, sent it through. You know what I mean? And um, I guess speaking into that as well, trying to experiment with more emphasis on my delivery and cadence on this album as well, um, enunciating things differently was a focal point for me as well. So yeah, I definitely, you know, I try to approach everything differently, but uh, again, man, there's just big factors in the production that Televangel was sending me that sent me in different directions with what I was gonna do with my pen. Yeah, I like I like that idea of the production unlock or allowing you to be more direct because I think I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, I feel like something you're describing in your previous work or just anybody's work where the production rappers working with production, that's not necessarily as overtly emotive as some of these beats are on this album is that as a listener, if the beat is just like, I don't know, not bringing me to that emotional place, but then the artist is trying, is just all of a sudden like super directly like bearing their soul. It could be kind of off putting or just kind of strange. Just like, this doesn't really make sense. So to your point, you do kind of have to be emotional or introspective in this like esoteric kind of way where that's cool. I love that shit too, but you can't, you can't really run the whole gamut of like just being like bare soul, which I feel is more so the way you took this album because it fit like, you don't have to like, there's no pretense required of like, if I listen to that beat, I'm like, oh, this sounds like something that's pretty emotional already. So. Yeah. And again, I think that just speaks to the production that Televangel was lacing me with. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to listen to organically. And I wanted to make sure that when I was writing, that it was something that's accessible. And I think that that is mainly the reason why it's being received the way that it is, too, because it's just a really accessible listen. I, I play it front to back all the time. You know what I mean? Like I said, that's something that I don't necessarily do with all of my projects. So, yeah, man. Right. And speaking of this emotional aspect right televangel something that i was particularly interested in is how your past as uh as part of blue sky black death helped you craft this kind of sound that allows you to be so emotionally affecting in your in your production in this more hip-hop space now because one of the things i've always admired about blue sky back blue sky black death was like I was actually listening to some some of noir yesterday and I feel like it has this aesthetic to where like it like soundtracks it could soundtrack moments in movies where the like the main character is having like an epiphany a climactic moment of like peace and happiness like one of those like beautiful scenery bright sky yeah. and it's just like 
Blue Sky Black Death, such a good title like of, of a group because that's like kind <laughs> of a, a great representation. There's like an uplifting beauty. And I feel you've brought this to that the same kind of feeling is very apparent on this album, but it's definitely different. So I guess my yeah. question is, yeah, like how has that past of yours helped influence, you know, how you take your production now? Yeah, I guess, well, for one thing, um, I'm, it's almost just like I'm channeling the same influences I've always had. So what made Blue Sky Black Death, Blue Sky Black Death was like uh, both of our influences combined. And uh, we were both people that listened to just so much, such a range of different music. Like uh, when I was growing up, like my first music I was buying was like, so like in the 90s, there was that sort of neo swing trend, which is like, it was kind of an embarrassing trend, like kind of corny, but like I was a kid and I, I, I got into it, and, but that led me to like the better jazz. Like, so I got into like, uh, well, first I got into like the older swing, like Count Basie. And then that led me to like bebop, like Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie and like, and then cool jazz, like Miles Davis and Coltrane, all that stuff. So I was like really into that, like junior high. So I always had that influence. And then, you know, that was about the same time I was really getting into hip hop and I was getting into like sort of like post rock and like this like instrumental epic instrumental like cigarettes type stuff Godspeed you Black Emperor bands like that um so like that was always really the idea behind BSPD and I just really at this point I just like can't really let go of those influences that's still where I can't come from yeah like uh I, I just think uh that has really lended itself to like being able to tap into like different emotional aspects. Cause like I can sort of blend like the sort of like dark jazziness with some more like ambient sort of uh, abstract sounding stuff. And uh, I feel like at this point it's like, it, it doesn't come off too awkward. Cause I've, I've just been doing that for so long. I, I feel like it's uh, kind of like what I'm best known for right yeah exactly and i i find it's just yeah as you said it doesn't come off stilted or out of place because it just feels so ingrained to everything you do that it i don't think twice about it i guess you could say which is a a very good thing you can say as a listener when you're evaluating a, a beat and so like with this recent foray into hip hop production for you, like how has that helped you grow as an artist? Like what have you learned from this recent shift in your career? Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, because I, I think about the time before I, I released Metatron's Q with AJ, I felt like I was kind of in like a little bit of a no man's land. Um, and I, you know, I've been a part of so many different eras, like, um, I don't know what era you want to call like the early 2000 aughts era, but then there's like the blog era and then 2015 to like 2019. I don't know what that era was. That was sort of a no man's land era. Um, and I, I was more focused on like by electronic and sort of ambient music. And there wasn't really like any sort of community that I found around it. So it was harder to sort of, connect with people and like grow a fan base um like there's only so much that bsvd like the name was sort of doing for me at that point and 
it wasn't like a calculated move, but you know, when I started releasing the hip hop stuff, like starting with Metatron's Cube, it's just like, for one, it like excited me and just like gave me this sort of new inspiration and new appreciation for everything that was happening, like underground hip hop scene. And uh, so I, I definitely credit Suede for like getting me back into the space where I'm doing a lot of hip hop stuff. And uh, this actually reminds me because I was just talking to a friend who has a small blog and he was, he mentioned to me uh, that, you know, when he's posting either rappers or band stuff on Instagram, he gets the most uh, sort of excitement and positive feedback from rappers and producers, hip hop producers. And I really feel like that speaks to like how the, the sort of a community aspect around the underground hip hop scene is right now. It's like, uh, I feel like people are excited again. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I would agree for sure. So yeah, it's just been, it's cool. Cause uh, you, you don't really have people like writing or tweeting about like whatever sort of ambient music that I was doing, like versus like hip hop, you have people like reciting their bars on Twitter or like, you know, just geeking out about different beats and different rappers. And I, I think that's just a really inspiring aspect of it. Is that you see people really excited around the music and, and that just always helps us because it, it feeds us, you know, like we, <laughs> we got some egos. We need a little bit of encouragement, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a little fuel to the flame, man. You know, yeah. it is. it's yeah. mad cool being able to see people uh, be receptive and, and like you said, uh, add depth and have conversations about things that you created. I think that's amazing, man. I watch these rappers acting closely Commando with the war speech Of course he the force The forces y'all to go deep No codies I do my dirt all by my own Lonely So I can shine appropriately One of the other kind of interesting wrinkles about this album Is Sleep You spoke about the different kind of cadences And like experimenting with like Changing the way you enunciate certain words I, I do hear that I also hear There's a few singing moments on this album Which was was definitely caught me off guard because like a few times i like checked the the uh credits and i'm like is there a singer here that's featured and i'm like no this this, this is just sleep this has to be just sleep then and so you know specifically on uh canonized uh, i really loved that one uh i think there was two tracks in a row where you had some singing what inspired that new wrinkle in your kind of repertoire on this yeah huh. it's funny right because like I just be playing around, man. I don't really consider myself like an actual vocalist when it comes to that, but definitely have that in my roots. You know what I'm saying? My dad was in a funk band, you know, back in the day. I have an uncle that is probably the reason why I am the MC that I am as far as like influences. Uh, grew up around listening to like Outkast and a lot of G-Funk, stuff like that. So I'm already uh, naturally inclined to experiment as far as vocalizing and you know what i'm saying just doing some some funky stuff from time to time but uh i'm glad that it's being received well you know i wasn't sure 
how I felt about it. I think I might have mentioned something to Evangel too, and he let me know, like, yo, that's dope. And, uh, yeah, uh, you sent me uh, the first one was the Fire Forge one, I think. Yeah, yo, which yo. Um, it was on a different beat, a totally different beat. So that was like the only main challenge I had of switching out the beat. It was like, okay, I got to find, I got to make a beat that the singing still works on. Cause I was like, I, I really love that. And you had it just as like a bridge, like after the verse. So I was like, nah, I want to make that actually just like a cool little wordless chorus in between verses. Yeah. Um, that, man. And I, I really loved how that turned out. And I was like, yeah, you should definitely encourage you to keep doing that. Cause it, it's, it's a dope little element. And I've always liked, I've always liked when, uh, when rappers who don't consider themselves singers sing yeah. like and not even put autotune on it just like raw like even when like sleep's like good but even when like there's their bad singers like ghostface or whatever like i love when ghostface does those bad singing choruses mm. like yeah that's definitely inspiration too is like the ghostfaces you know what i'm saying um like yeah. mark is another cat that's really great at oh, yeah. doing some vocals vocalizing you know what i mean yeah. even though you can kind of tell he's not like all the way serious with it too you know what i mean um yeah i mean it's i've done a couple little like like you said it's just like a bridge or an uh, an outro to tracks where i might vocalize at the end or at the beginning or something like that and um yeah it was really dope to hear how in post-production you incorporated that as like the focal points of the tracks man um i'm definitely encouraged after this after hearing the reception the people messing with like the the vocals i'm probably going to be experimenting a lot more with that yeah it, it, it fit the vibe again we keep talking i feel like we've mentioned it constantly like the emotional aspect of this album but that's it definitely felt the the soul of those those singing moments definitely fit the dna of this record and you know, you also shared the the stage with some interesting MCs. Uh, so so talk to me about how some of these collabs came to be and like why you chose the to to enlist these other guest artists. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to go first. I credit most of that to like Televangel Point Guarding. You know what I'm saying? As far as like uh, we, I think we both knew we wanted to get swayed on the project just through that degree of separation. Mm -hmm. I want to say that was maybe one of the first collabs that happened. And then, of course, from being on Milk's project, I really I really rock with Milk's lyricism and the humor that he incorporates. He's really sharp, witty dude. Mm -hmm. um, He's great. So, yeah, man. I wanted to make sure that he was a part of that as well. Uh, Televangel put me on to Lord Olo. You know what I mean? Shout out that dude, man. He snapped as well. I think that's definitely a name that people are going to be hearing a lot more to come. Um, he just got that charisma and he's got like a real ill aesthetic to him, you know? So I feel like that was a good fit as well. Archie was somebody that uh, I had actually worked with prior to this project on the Shadow Self project with Oblib and then Televangel had brought up the idea of potentially getting him on this. So that just, we already had chemistry, like low key me and Archie got a few joints in the tub. Nice. Um, yeah, that's, that's funny because I I missed that you had already done that with on the Oblib albums but I just, I just like thought I came up with that idea I was like oh okay but I'm glad it Wait, made it, sense though yeah man it worked it just worked perfectly because we just I don't know Archie's my dude man we're very like-minded individuals in in certain ways so it's like we got we got some ill chemistry there and um uh, glad that he was a part of that too and then with Squeegee that was somebody that like I've, I've been familiar with for a while and we've um, been aware of each other's work and I just think he's a really talented dude, man. And it was somebody that I wanted to like spotlight. And also I felt like his voice would 
just worked, you know what I'm saying, as far as the, the joint. And uh, yeah, man, I think it all really came together uh, seamlessly. Yeah. 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 I mean, as far as like, I, I mean, I hope, hopefully people aren't getting like, oh, like tired of the having similar people on the same records, but I, I like to keep like it, uh, it in the family, so to speak, a little bit. Like people that I, I work with a lot. I like, you know, I like switching verses with people and like, that way you kind of it kind of cultivates some sort of scene around uh the music we put out yeah like the aj was definitely the first track that you got that he he did that really early on like really early on in the in the collaboration that that was one of those tracks that ended up being totally different i ended up doing that like really last minute like i had the original most of the time that we were working together and then like it might have been the last month it's finally switched out because I was like, I liked the original beat, but it was like, it was almost too normal for like, I don't know. I wanted to bring something different and I'm glad I did because that's one of my favorite beats on the album. Yeah, that um, beat is amazing. You definitely added like a whole nother element to that. It came out crazy. Thank you, man. And uh, it, I, I definitely think that whole keeping in the family vibe has, is already reaping benefit, benefit, dividends, sorry, because I, I definitely really liked Milk once I finally got tapped into the project, but I think I was slightly late. I definitely saw everybody else like raving about it. I was like, oh, this is good. Then I started to like, okay, I really fucking like this. I copped it. But then I hearing him on this project really like, I think fully made him click for me. I went back and listened to that project, Neutral Milk Motel. And I was like, this is incredible. Like this guy is a fucking... He is a star in the making and I just like, he's so funny and talented. It's just, I, I love that. I love when features kind of do that. It's uh, it's just a great thing. It's a great feeling. Yeah. I mean, that was just like an obvious choice since we got sleep on our project and it was like milk was literally over and like I was playing him some of the tracks that we had done and he's like, damn, this is, I think this is the best sleep shit I've ever heard. I was like, yeah, you want to get on it. And then, so he recorded that and then, yeah, Lord Olo is some dude um, that I got hip to from Christ Koopa, who's a Seattleite guy um, that I knew from, you know, 10 years ago. But he was like a young kid. And now he's I feel like he sort of uh, carried the torch of that that era. Um, and he's putting out his uh, Lord Olo's album and like. Wait, what's today? The, it's coming out. I think it's coming out in a couple of days. Um, oh, nice. So I definitely think everyone should check that out. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Lord Ola's got a bunch of really cool videos on YouTube too. Like, uh, I definitely think he's going to be someone to to watch for. We yeah, also work on work, working on some music with him too. Basically, working on music with everyone on that on that album. I guess uh, except for Squeegee. I don't. I don't. I'm, that's that's a uh, sleeps too because I haven't really tapped in with him on on a personal level. But, uh, but yeah, I've been. I think I've worked with everyone else on that project. Got some nice. tracks with Archie as well. Yeah, so I'll see where that comes. That's interesting, you and Archie. Um, so let's talk favorite songs. If you had to pick one on this record, uh, Sleep, you can go first. Man, and see, this is uh, normally like if you would ask me this, uh, it's pretty easy for me to pick like a singular joint. Um, off the top of my head, Widow's Peak automatically, you know what I mean? That vibe is just crazy. It sounds crazy in the car. I was bumping that in the car earlier. I'm like, man, um, made me smile you know what i'm saying so like yeah I th if i had to pick absolutely one it's widow's peak 
but I love each and every one of these songs, man. Yeah, unfortunately, I think we have the same favorite song. Like it, it's it, it's competitive for sure, and but probably Widow Speak, especially I think especially sleeps rapping. Like there, what, there's that meme. Like uh, I think it was about singing, like like singing, like you needed to pay rent. Well, I'm I'm butchering it, but that's why I feel like Sleep like really was like, damn, like he's he's rapping to save his life on that track, like. I don't know something about it. It sounds like he's floating. He's like ascending. It's like the flow. It's the urgency of the lyrics. And then uh, I did like sort of like a. What's want to say like a like a like a eighties crime noir soundtrack vibe that I was doing. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, and yeah. I think because of that vibe too, like just the whole aura of the beat when you first sent it, I'm like, man, you know. Um, I just really like I felt like I needed to make a statement. You know what I'm saying? That was really what I was trying to do with that song was make a statement. And I knew after I'd finished writing it before I recorded it, like yeah, this is probably this is probably gonna be the standout joint. You know what I'm saying? Just from how I was trying to come with the delivery and the things that I was saying. I was really uh trying to like because man, your production too is so powerful as MC, you don't want to ever get overpowered by the production. So it's mm -hmm. like when I when I heard that beat, I'm like, man, that shit is hard. I gotta I gotta match, I gotta match the energy one thousand percent. So I came into that, yeah, focus. That was that was you hit it right on the head, man. I was rapping like the rent was due for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mine is probably, I'd Widow's Peak is definitely up. There. I mean, I'd say I'd say the final track. The title track i think I like that, that was one. a really really i also just have a soft spot i love it when albums close in a way that i feel is like good uh and makes the album feel like complete i really get bothered like an album can be amazing but if the last track is just kind of mediocre or just like ends for no reason and it seems like that was a weird closer just always annoys me it's just a yeah, no. ocd part of me but i love that that closer i think it was such a yeah, just ended the album off on a really proper note for what preceded it, I think. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, man. And again, you know, speaking to the post-production that Televangel did, it was like those uh, the keys that you added at the end of that joint. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if those were like exactly what the process was, but it just is so it's something so subtle, but it completed the sound of the project to me. And it's like, OK, this is the mm -hmm. last chapter of the book. You know what I mean? This is the credits rolling sonically me it's, yeah it's beautiful i love that joint a lot too yeah yeah it's, it's always perfect. it's always fun to see when like there's not an obvious favorite like because i see everyone has a different favorite almost like i mean there's some that you see mentioned more than others but that's that's always a goal for me like i don't want to just have one like obvious best song i want them all to be competing with each other and i feel like yeah like as far as the feedback we've gotten everyone has sort of a different favorite so looking forward now, what for both of you, I think we can start Televangel, you can go first then. What's what do you got upcoming that people should look out for? You mentioned a bit earlier too. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a lot of stuff. I'm just, um I think the next thing to come out will probably be the next milk project in uh in September. I think September we're gonna drop it. Okay. Nice. Um but like I also want to get some of these instrumental versions of the albums that I've done out there, which it's not like new music, but um, definitely want to put those out. 
at some point, I'm just figuring out like when, how to stack things. Working on something with Lord Olo, like I just said, uh, I think people should start paying attention to him. Um, I got, this is something I've been working on with a while, but it's, uh, this is more of like the electronic ambient sound, um, soul from, uh, soul from the old Anacon days. Like I finally linked, linked with him. We've been friends for a long time and, uh, but he sounds really dope over like the sort of crazy shoegazy electronic stuff. So we got like an EP that'll probably come out next year. Shit, what else do I got? Oh, I got a bunch of new music coming out with De Niro Ferrar. Got we're we're just dropping singles, but we have a whole album coming out. Probably and at one single coming out next month. Shit, I know there's other stuff too. Definitely my hands are full, but yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. What about you, uh sleep? Yeah, man. I've got a pretty pretty busy plate as usual, myself too. Um See, I have an album with the original Super Legend. Um, works a lot with Vic Spencer and mm. a lot of shit. No, nice, and nice. Yeah, so we got an album that's been completed for a while. I'm not sure when that'll be dropping, but that's finished. Working on another album with August Fanon. That's we've been working on that for quite a while. Just carefully selecting joints. Um, see, got an album with a uh, Bloom Cycle, Big Flowers, aka Bloom Cycle. That's really, really left field as far as yeah. Like, you've taught, you've hyped this one up a bit on on Twitter. I've yeah. been looking at the, the what you saying about? Oh, it. I've heard it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that it's yeah. uh, really different too from what people have heard from me, um, just sonically. So I'm excited about that one. That's pretty much finished. I think we got just a couple little loose ends we need to tie up, but that's pretty much done. Let's see, man. I'm. I've got another self-produced project that I've been slowly working on. Um, working on some stuff with Trox from out of Portland as well. Shout out Trox. Uh, we just started like locking in on that. So yeah, man, there's going to be, I don't really have a tentative release date for anything yet, but um, yeah, you'll be hearing from me a couple more times this year for sure. Love it. I just Love remembered it. a couple more things. I don't want them to think I forgot them. Um, I got an EP with old great God. Um, nice. And he inspired. You got to check out the album that, Big Flowers did for him. I think it's really great. It is. Um, our Very project nice. sounds like nothing else that I put out, but there's like older beats that I've had, but they're like very like West Coast sort of Bay Area influenced beats. And that's like Great God's big influence is like his favorite rappers, Mac Dre. So it's really like, it's a different, different sound for me. That, that'll be fun. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but uh, yeah, shout out Great God. Um, Oh yeah, and then like Def C texted me the other day, so he has a title for our project. And uh mm. but that dude has so many projects that I don't know when that's gonna come out, but he <laughs> named it. So that's uh, a that's we'll a step. See. Now it's a real thing. Now it's coming yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, he's yeah. Um oh yeah, I got some tracks with like Prem Rock too. I don't know when they're gonna come out, but that's yeah. dope. Shout out Prem Rock, man. Definitely yeah. respect his pen. Yeah. That's fire, man. Okay, well, I just have to say this. Uh, really happy that you guys linked up. I don't, I don't know if I had this on my radar. I, I'm trying to, I'm kind of forgetting like when, how this was announced. But as soon as I saw the cover, I saw the fucking the name of this album. I just had a good feeling, and I, all those feelings were, were were correct. This is a really great project, and I do think this sleep. This is like personally my my favorite thing you've done so far. And Televangel, this goes 
right up there with the the recent work you've done over the past couple of years in particular as like more of the hip-hop sound thing that is just incredible i just so impressed with how you're pushing the sound appreciate it man yeah glad you like it yeah thank you for coming on here this has been dope conversation really appreciate yeah, thanks it. for having us yeah absolutely thank you for having us man i was glad we could line it up you know just looking forward to having this talk yeah well i'll leave it there Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. All right, thanks, Ryan. Peace. 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 Thank you again, man. Much love, y'all. Right. Much love. All right. Bye. Saying a snifter, terrorize lanes. I'm Hussein with the scripture. The paradigm strangers, fools leading the wizards. Classic with the magic, like Shaq when he got drafted. Them niggas ain't organic, they grafted, they all fiction. Need another man just to put you in position. Cause they ain't wanna soak up the game when it was given. You got one mouth, two ears, so you should listen. Coming from a place of scarcity while we driven. So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace. <laughs>